Regina Nissan, presenting sponsor of Off the Hustle Podcast. This month, you can get into the all-new Nissan during the Find Your Thrill event. Finance the all-new 2022 Nissan Sentra at 3.9% for 60 months. Or check out and pre-order the redesigned 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. Make sure to head on down to Regina Nissan at 1111 Broad Street, Regina, Saskatchewan, or visit them online at reginanissan.ca. Your starting lineup, Turner Ripplinger, Troy Koser, Tori Coglin, and your host, Drew Koser. Presented by Nissan Regina, here is the Off the Huzzle Podcast. Hey everybody, we're back to the episode Off the Hosel. It's episode 110. My name is Drew Koser. I'm your host. No Troy this week. He's at work, but I'm joined by Snap Guy Rip. And we head south of the border again, as always. Joining with us today, Tori Coglin. Full agenda, a great podcast today for 110. Uh, but before we get into all that, we got to mention that this is a Nissan-driven podcast. Number one place to get next vehicle, oil change, or any vehicle-related needs. They're located on 1111 Broad Street in Regina, Saskatchewan. It's time today to make the switch to drive Nissan. Drive Nissan, do it. It's 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 a must. What's up, boys? Um, um, I'm gonna try to say this quick. Um, I want to dedicate this show. Oh dang it! Anyways, I'm I'm at the airport, so I apologize for the for the noise during the interview. Um, You're good. My mom passed away. So I'm heading up to Saskatoon, but we, uh, so I'd just like to dedicate the show to her. Absolutely. And that'll be all. Fuck. Sorry, buddy. Brutal. Gosh. Um, okay. Well, uh, we'll go to Turner. Turner, what's up? What's up? What's new with you? I know you you boys are, uh, you know, you're, you're playing this week. Playoffs. About time. <laughs> yep, we found out last night that we're playing Mountain Royal next weekend here. So, oh, yeah, Cougs on Cougs. <laughs> the Cougs? Yeah, Mountain Royal Cougars, Cougs vs. Cougs. That might you be know. my. That might be in my Google history. <laughs> <laughs> Cougs vs. Cougs. Yeah, so we're, we're excited. I'm excited. Fuck, we haven't played a game in three weeks, so be good. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. It's, so you guys home or on the road? road? No, we're on the road. Yeah, so it's okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday in uh, Calgary. But piece of cake this is what it is. It's a good opportunity for our program. I mean, if they haven't, we haven't been in the playoffs for the last ten years. Stay out of the casino this time. <laughs> yeah, that thing bends me over. <laughs> Dude, Tori, do you imagine that? that? That is the graveyard shift. Three and three. <laughs> like. That is that hurts my body thinking about that. Yep. I could do two and two. I don't know about a three. And plus you probably play an afternoon game on a Sunday. No. They're yeah. all well, dude. Remember when we're like like being a kid and stuff, you have those tournaments, you might play three games in a day. Yeah, but I was and also like, hopped about milk to go. Allen, Saskatchewan. <laughs> milk to goes. Milk to goes in mini stitch between periods. Yeah, too. that's how it was for a kid. And then uh well, dude, when I played in the indigenous tournament this summer teams are playing four times a day it's like playoff hockey playing four times a day how are you yeah so i got to 
get a taste of that again last summer. But what uh, we got to bring up, we're, we're going to get to some golf talk here today, but we got to give a shout out to our, our boy, my boy, especially, but obviously he has no, or Turner knows him, Unz. How does he not win player of the week in the senior hockey league? I think he had four points, a tilt, beat the wheels off a guy, and the team's a wagon. Yeah, and he hasn't left bed since. <laughs> yeah, like, guy is buzzing. Doesn't win player of the week. Shout out to Unz. Uh, definitely got to win that. But, I mean, I was at the game he played. It was sick. Big time fight. Won, hands down. And uh, Second Marsh. And <laughs> the, then the Bronx are a wagon. So, Check out the Bronx. The Balteris Bronx. Bronx. Sick. Jenny, Jenny from the Bronx. <laughs> what uh what airport you in, Tori? What's what's it uh Toronto? Who? Toronto. Oh Pearson. Toronto. Oh, you settled down cherry. Toronto. Toronto. The Toronto. Oh, hey, he's got a podcast. No free ads, but, but I listened to it the other day. What a beauty. He's we getting get older. He's, he's getting older. Yeah. Hey, he's... it's worth a shot, right? I mean, hey, he's up there. didn't hurt to ask. He just turned like 88 or something like that. Wow. Something outrageous. All right. What? Uh, the <laughs> boys. Little phlegm boy out there. Phlegm. Nice. Uh, I wanted to bring a question. Though. Oh, golf. Last week. So the Phoenix was on. The Waste Management Open. Dude, I don't know. We talked a little bit about it, but like those cans flying for like, uh, was it two whole months? <laughs> in- insanity. And I can't believe people are pissed about it. Like, that's unbelievable. I love it. Let's go. Did Let's we not talk it. about this last week? We might have, but it's been a long week, though. And, and, All right. and we just do what we want. It's our pod. We do, we, there we go. We can talk about episode 48. It's like my grandma gears that I do back-to-back weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Check the game notes. Okay, so then we'll go to this week, then. Uh, who has the golf notes here? I got the, the, the scores right in front of me right now. Boom. Let's go. Yoquin. Is that how you say that? Yakin. Yakin. Yakin Neiman. Yakin Neiman. You just said yoke. Yoke. Mama. Yoke. Yoke. <laughs> the he, yop. He took the dub at the Genesis Open, dash 19. Call more coward a Sunday, though, dash 6, T2. Oh, wow. I just saw a video of a... Uh, Tiger and, and Yakin uh, hang out. Yakin. Oh, see, now I can't oh, say no. now. Neiman and uh, Tiger hang out. That's cool. I, I watched Tiger was, had an interview. <laughs> And mm-hmm. there, he was saying, he's like, I'm going to play professional. Like, I'm going to play on the tour again. I just don't know when. Yeah. Basically what he said. Well, yeah. kind of let our guest mm-hmm. today. We won't, we won't spoil it yet, but I mean, basically oh. said he's playing this year. That's yeah. Rumor kind of, mill. Yeah. Rumor mill. Uh, you heard Look out, Swenson. <laughs> yeah. Um, he's carrying Swenson out in a body bag after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's aggressive. <laughs> We got to bring up uh, the NHL to the Oilers. Jay Woodcroft and the boys. They're buzzing. Yep. Playing well. They've won seven straight or six straight? Uh, I think it's like five. Uh, I think six. Okay. It doesn't matter. They're, they're winning. Yep. Costner has a shutout. First one was like 2016. He's junk still. <laughs> Dude, they're winning the cup. They're going no, home. Here to here first. <laughs> winning the cup. Oh. again. How about the, okay, Cold the take. Tori's a Leaf fan. So, uh, Tor- oh, uh, tough one last night for the boys. Matthews broke his face <laughs> into the post. <laughs> yeah, we just, I just showed you that interview. He was Luis Mendoza from Mighty Darks going into the post. Yeah. And uh, I wish it was a pile of uh, soda cans instead of a post. 
Yeah, that, that looked at it hurt. It hurt my face when I walked the first time. I was like, oh. The video, you can see the teeth flying, flying out. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. All right. All right. AM34 has got this. What's, yeah, uh... AM34. Best goal scorer. He's tied for the league league in goals or has the league league in goals. He's so nasty. Hey, All right. I want to ask you this question. I've been reading a little bit, but they're bringing Foles back on chicklets. Because he did he have you seen the stuff he's been sw- like him and Wit Wit saying that uh, the greatest goaltender of all time of Boston isn't Tuka Rask. But yeah, I think Foles is going to bat saying like he won a cop, he played X many years. Like he's going on this week though. The chickens are like debate this with Wit and like yeah. they've been carved each other back and forth on Twitter. I don't know if he saw it or not, but I think they. I think Wit has Tim Thomas as the best one. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, Tim Thomas. I think I think everyone knows it's Andy Moog. Oh yeah, that's a name. Penticton B alum. Really? Shout out yeah. Andy Moog. There's my shout out for the day. Who it is? Andy Moog. And a sick hockey name, Andy Moog. Yeah. What a name, M O O G. Uh, we could go to the Olympics. We did yeah. it last week. No, we didn't. No, we I feel like the everything. Yeah, just we did. Fine. We talked about it a little bit. Yeah, but it just finished up. Like Watch the hockey, hockey. Uh, did we talk about Canada winning? No, no, that happened nope. this week. What a wagon that team is! The old, the ladies team, holy smokes! Marie Philippe Poulin, I would follow her anywhere. But thanks we're, thanks we're for coming, on. rest of the world. Yeah, uh, Team Canada men's team. You know what? You know what actually bugged me. The American news was like, um, what they say? Oh, Canada has like, or USA beats Canada, and Canada has NHL players on their team. No, they don't. They played okay. in the NHL. They don't have NHL. Play- no one does. That that's like saying Finland won with uh, or who won Finland? Yeah, over Russia, and they had Grigorenko in Russia. Like he played a long time in the show, did, but he's not an Brandon Gusev. Did Brandon yet play in the NHL? I think so. Oh, yeah, he did. Well, he played for Team China, so China has NHL players too now. Okay. Yeah. Brandon yet played. Oh, that has a beauty on on his, on his episodes of Checklets. I like that guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, Throwing it out there. Brad Gushu watched the the men's curling. Got a nice nice win uh, for the bronze. Nice. Speaking of Sherry Anderson, if you're listening, we got to get you on. Yeah, and we got to do Cobes again. We need Cobes and Sherry. We we do a double. We do a double take. He's got to get his. He's got to get the shoulder going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shoulder surgery, right? Yep. He's doing well from from what I've seen. Deadly. Anyways, what's up, Colin? Uh, last week's guest, Jaden Hobbs. Hobby. Thoughts? Uh, uh down that one. Uh, a lot of people loved it. I know that. Yeah, Hobby is good. I mean, it's awesome. He, he he was very modest. Hey, like he's like, yeah, I didn't he, know if I was he that talks good and, and stuff. Yeah, he would win the Stanley Cup, and in his interview, he would sound the exact same as what he sounded <laughs> like in ours. Yeah, just just yeah. talks the same like this all the Feels time. Feels great to win. Yeah. Um, I just pound people if I have to. <laughs> Tori, this guy has a stupid amount of skill. Yeah. Like, I, I skate with him in the summer. He's a joke. He's like Linus Omar. Yeah. Or like Rob Shrimp and Linus Omar together. He, he does the most outrageous stuff. Like, he'll just be, like, coming in one-on-one on the D-man, and he'll be, like, skating backwards at the D-man with the puck. <laughs> like, just shit. Like, what are you doing? You're going the wrong direction. And then he would just work him, dance the D-man, go and score. <laughs> I wanted to bring up the right. uh, What I have here. Was it golf? Oh, I'm, here, I'm going to bring a point up for you, Drew. Shoot. 
Brandon. I'm, I'm going to shoot from the hip here. Don't fucking tell me to hurry up when I'm in a damn customs line and then a COVID line. I'm going to read my message now. Drew kept texting me saying, hurry up. We got to go, blah, 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 all this stuff. I'm in a line. We're, how, how fast can I go? Cut it. I can't pull a helicopter out of my ass and just fly out. <laughs> in the Pearson. Oh, yeah. But you see, you, you took that like literally that I was yelling. Like I put hurry as in like, hurry. You? You, you took it like, hurry up, Tori. Otherwise, we're not never doing a podcast again. That's how you took it. I don't care what I never do after today. I'm <laughs> mad the, at you. Yeah. That's the way you worded after it. After this interview, I don't think we need to. That's little mad your message was. I wasn't even mad. Oh, I, I think I, I replied back. Two ah, on you. So you were you, you flipped the switch, and I was just like, oh, Dude, air, airports are so stressful though. Oh, it's the worst. Oh, I can only imagine that it's would the be. Yeah. Anyways, though, yeah, hey, don't you made it in time for the podcast? It was great. Yeah, they're oh, well, kind of. Also, after it got delayed news. an hour and a half. Also, huge news for the boys. Sorry, Tori. <gasps> Taylor made fitting. <sighs> Oh, March 10th. Let's go. We got her set up. So pumped. I'll send I you can't hat. wait for you to send me mine. It's going to be awesome. Send you a medium left-handed glove. That'll work. I'll take it. Oh, I am so excited. I'm pumped. Um, Rubber Crow. Obviously, check it out. Always. Rubber Crow. Perfect turf. No brainer. Um, I had a question for Tori. Purple. What color are your nuts? Yes. Purple. <laughs> no, I forgot. It was Turner. You know what? I'm going to give a couple shout outs here. Sass first this weekend. So I got to see a couple of the old scouts that I don't get to see very often anymore. Mm-hmm. Chris Moulton. Malt. Yep. Memorial Cup champ. I know they're listening here. Pedo. <laughs> He's listening. And Greasy Cheesy. Greasy Cheesy. <laughs> Shout out to the fellas there. I know you're listening. Sounds like Drew's lunch. Greasy cheesy. Corey Curtis. Weapon. Cologne Rocket. Randy Peterson. Red Rebels. Chris Moulton. Where's he? Brandon now? Brandon. Moses Spokane. Yeah, we need Tyler Johnson of the podcast, Moltz. Uh, and you also ran into your, uh, what's uh, TSC's uh, Bonner? TSC, Scott Bonner and Jerry Johansson. I mean, those big dogs on the pod too. This, yeah. Jerry yeah. Johansson, he's the most important guy in the rink, and you can tell. This guy's a stud. He's got slicked back, just like salted gray hair, dress coat. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yep. One of the best agents in the NHL, if not the I thought best it was, I thought it was Jerry Bednar. Yeah. Today, I was like, oh, Jared's here. Cool. Recruits <laughs> guys from, <laughs> from the Colorado Avalanche. Yep. It was not him. It was pretty cool, though. Uh, I have no shout outs. We start playoff next week. Um, who do you guys battle? The Fort Knox. Oh, for the third year in a row. So yeah, there's only three teams in that league. <laughs> division five, <laughs> division four, making playoffs. <laughs> when we made the playoffs, we finished top three. <laughs> <laughs> we just got in. We snuck in. Yeah. Just snuck yeah. in. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, this has been great. You are talking so much today. Uh, we'll go to our guest today, Tori. Uh, you did some light work. You and I were. It was almost like kind of funny when it was first happening because I messaged Cadmus, no answer. You messaged him, no answer. I messaged him, answer. And then you messaged, answer. And then we finally got him on. And then I was like, Tori, are you sure that like, he understands like 
you don't have your own podcast and I have a podcast and then he, we all put two and two and then we got one. Um, but I already said the name chat chief Chad Storm. Chief Chad. We had a legend. Wait for it. Dairy, Dairy interview with uh chief. Like it was unreal. Like I, I had so much fun. He was cool. He was funny. He's the same guy that I met 10 years ago now. Like, wow. Boys thought. Man, he's, he's just, He's such a great person. I said it in the interview, like his attitude, he's just always smiling there. I can't imagine anyone not liking him. Like he's just, he's just a pleasure to be around. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I heard nothing but great things about him prior or before that interview and then get to meet him and hear his stories. And he's such a positive human and very intelligent. Obviously he's the, the chief as a politician and get some good stories about golf and, and then things about a uh, knockoff. I'm just looking I, at the post right now we put out, and it was like, so Colin Coben, the first light. Give her hell, Chief. You are a champ. <laughs> Love it. He is. I need him to call me every morning at 5.30 to fire me up. <laughs> I was getting pumped up when he was uh, giving his advice. Oh, yeah. I was, I was pumped. I wish I had half the work ethic that he did putting. Yeah. Unreal putter. Sore back probably now, but unreal <laughs> putter. Like... And there's yoga. It's fine. Yoga, yeah. Phelps, he didn't do yoga, though. Figured that out. Stu didn't do yoga. <laughs> no, it was good. Uh, okay, anything else before we go to our uh, our um, interview today? Let the people it. listen, man. It's a good one. Okay. Here's Chief Cadmus Delorme. We hope you enjoy it. Off the Hosel is proudly presented by Cutter and Buck Clothing. Cutter and Buck Clothing is crafted for your active lifestyle. Engineered for exceptional versatility, so it'll be perfect for work, work from home, travel, date night, golf, walking, boating, hiking, and entertaining. Their clothing is thoughtfully engineered with performance features like moisture wicking, stretch, UPF for sun protection, and with easy care and time-saving features such as durable collars, added spandex, and blended fabrics that are comfortable and stylish. Cutter & Buck shares their commitment to sustainability, with their commitment to sustainable products, sustainable operations, and sustainable production. When you choose Cutter and Buck clothing, you are getting the genuine spirit of the Pacific Northwest. Check out Cutter and Buck on all their social media platforms. All righty, we're pleased to have on today from Cowess's First Nation. He's the chief and a really talented golfer, exceptional person, and much more. Uh, happy to have on today, Cadmus DeLorme. Hello. Mr. Chad, Mr. Alarm. How are things, man? What's new with you? What's up? What's happening in your world? It's really cold today. I went indoor golfing last night, so I got a little tease that uh, indoor golf makes me feel like I can still hit the ball 300, so I got a little <laughs> confidence. Well, that's awesome. How was, it? How was the game last night? Is it all right? It, it was good. I, I um, humbled myself. I finally went to Cavity Back Irons this year. I don't think About I'll be hitting, hitting the blades. <laughs> so uh, just getting used to my, my cavity back. I love it. Okay, Cadmus, you, need oh. you needed to be humbled. <laughs> <laughs> I let my club do the talking, but uh, yeah, my <laughs> yeah. attitude still isn't humbled. Cadmus, <laughs> <laughs> I want to, you know, first off, obviously, what's new with you? What's going on? And then I want to jump into, uh, you know, younger days. Uh, hobbies and what sorts of things you're up to as, as a young Cadmus Delorme? Yeah, uh, you know, I uh, entering my s- sixth year of being an elected chief of a First Nation and 
never an easy task. I got three young kids. You could hear one in the background. So uh, this is this is quiet time when you just hear one crying and um, just loving life. You know, having three kids, I got a three-year-old that likes golf and it's got me back into it. You know, after 2013, I, I just kind of got tired of practicing, like just practicing, not golf, practicing. And so I just stopped practicing. I would just go out and play. And, you know, I practice Cadmus is, is like, that was who I was in golf. I would practice so much. So now that my three-year-old is getting, loves golf, it's getting me back into golf. And lastly, COVID got my wife into golf you know nice. my my wife and yeah. I've been together 15 years and through my entire uh, pro aspiration amateur time my my wife never golfed in COVID she golfs now so uh, it's um, bringing the the light and love back to the game for me that's awesome you're you're the one person in Saskatchewan that wants it to keep going now <laughs> Uh, you know, I tried book tea times last summer during COVID. I tell you, there's people out there I've never seen before. And I remember wow. pre-COVID, it was pretty easy to get some tea times. How, how's the course in uh, Cowessis? Looked like you good. Looked like you did some work. I saw some pictures on Facebook. Yeah, you know, in 2012, so I got elected in 2016. But in 2012, there was a massive flood and it shut down the back nine. And then the front nine was... Um, barely hanging on and um lots of work um being a chief i manage poverty so the golf course is like 16th on the priority list to, to give mm. money to so um you know the workers did amazing and this last year we opened our back nine again so we're a fully functional 18 hole golf course and it's 10 minutes from my house so it's uh usually about three four times a week i'm out there beautiful Cadmus, I want to ask, uh, who got you into the game of golf? Growing up, I uh, used to go pick golf balls and um, sell them for, you know, I think a quarter. And the Baladas, they didn't have Pro Vs back then. The Baladas were worth 75 cents. And so I'd pick enough to go buy fries and gravy. And there's this man, his name was Wallace Tapetat. He um, Invited me to golf when I was about 11, 12. And, you know, being 11, 12, any adult one, you do something, you get so excited. And then he showed me what a quarter a hole was. And uh, I used to lose all my money I'd find from golf, finding golf balls. So I'd go home, practice. And by the end of the summer, I'd come home with a little pocket full of quarters and start hustling the grandpa, the grandpas down there. And, you know, that, that drive to win never left me after that. I can attest to that. <laughs> all right cadmus let's talk about uh your junior golf here i heard you're quite a stud so you made a junior team with graham so walk us through that experience yeah it was in the uh, main prize um we uh, they took eight top eight so i was actually sixth i didn't make top four i was on the second team so the the bridesmaid team i didn't make the, the, the main <laughs> team but i still got to go you know uh Gray was awesome, but my BFF when we went to Windsor was uh, Kent. Kent, oh, uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, oh, him and I hit it off well. Too. And, you know, we hung out lots hey. over there. Kent, uh, eager. Uh, oh, yeah. Kent, eager. Sorry, I just yeah. said Kent. No, we had him on the show we too. Know He's a beauty. Golf term. <laughs> so, um, but Gray stay, was awesome. Stay on top of things. <laughs> Check the game, we, bud. we went to Windsor, beautiful golf course. Uh, had a good time. I got in trouble by the coach the night before. I, of course, there was a batting cage. There was like a little a, a amusement park by our, our hotel. And 
coach got mad at me because we went to the batting cage just to go fool around and he didn't want me to get hurt but I didn't get hurt but uh kind of had to I, I learned You're my like first humbling no experience there is you don't uh don't go against coach's orders he, he gave me a little uh a uh, little talking that night but I had a good time it was at Windsor uh, main prize is where I made the team I sixed and uh, kind of gave me that motivation to know I could uh, get into amateurs and mid-amateurs later on who was the coach Cadmus oh you know I I was thinking of his name a couple years ago I couldn't remember his name he had a son that was on the bridesmaid team with me too um <laughs> oh you know I I couldn't even say the name today I couldn't okay. remember Cadmus I want to bring this up here so a lot of portion of my junior career, that's when I first met you. And you, and you mentioned the the practice Cadmus and you would do this putting drill with those green little ball markers and you would go around and around and around and around outside the Royal. Number one, my back hurt from walking your back. And if you missed the putt, you would like continue to do it again. And people said just mm-hmm. how hard you worked. Where was that, you know, the drive and where do you find that? I, I don't think there's many players that do that to, you know, today, mm-hmm. let alone back then. I, I learned a putting uh, game from Phil Mickelson. I used to put um, five five coins down. I call them coins. They're five little uh, glossy green uh, ball markers. And uh, I'd do three three footers, four footers, and five footers. If, and, and I would do them in, in so three footers. If I missed one of the five, I had to start all over. And so I had to make five in a row. Then I'd start at the next spot. So you literally do um, five times five, 25 putts. And I do three footers, four footers, and five footers. And um, I try to do it five times a week. I used to do it on men's night at uh, Royal Regina. Royal Regina had the, one of the finest, um, smoothest greens to putt on. And the whole evening of men's group, I'd be on this. So everybody would be passing by me. And take me about two hours if I was in a good mood and three, uh, three and a half hours if I was uh, not having a good day. Uh, you know, it used to be my, 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 my mediation. It used to be my... Uh, my therapy, but it also gained the confidence when I would uh, step up being three back of Tori chasing him on the golf course, knowing my flat stick, just get me on the green and I'll catch Tori. That, that was kind of my mentality. You're the biggest liar. I know. <laughs> oh. All right. Cat, uh, hey. Cat, go ahead, Tori. Uh, I was just going to ask one, one thing about chief, like how are you, are you one of the younger chiefs in in the country or or how does that work i was first elected at the age of 32 so so i'm uh no hang on how old was i i'm 39 i'm six yes 33 years old when i first got elected uh at that time i was quite young um today there is a lot more younger chiefs being elected Uh, i'm not the youngest in canada but i am definitely not the the average age of a chief uh, nor do i look um like like how a chief would look my i barely got any gray hairs and uh so yeah so i I got a gray hair for every month i've been elected so so there i plucked them i (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i just couldn't keep up so i stopped plucking them there you go no i was just curious because i thought you're awfully young but i'm I'm very proud of you man that's fucking Uh, that's awesome yeah so thank you brother all right, Cadmus, we're going to get into your amateur golf here. You were a runner-up in the 2010 SAS Mid-Ann and then went on to win the next year. I can assume that uh, you had a little chip on your shoulder going into the next year. <laughs> yeah, um, Kenosi. Oh, Tori was uh, like just on, like just spot on. I just, uh, 
He played a good week. I played a good week. Um, Kenosi was a tough golf course. It was not an easy track at all. And uh, I was just happy to make it top two. I, I remember hole 17. I, I always, when I'm back at Kenosi, I still remember this. I, um, I knew I was um, one ahead um, from, from third place. Tori was already, he wanted, he was, he wanted by hole 16, 15. He was uh, getting ready for his speech and I was just trying to hang on to second. And so on 17, I hit my ball to the right. I hit my two iron. If I'm, if I'm nervous, I got a two iron. I just 240 it down the middle and pushed it a little bit. And I went into this shrub, like this little duck bush shrub. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to hit myself into third here. So I get there and I called the rules official over because my back heel was on the road. I was like, hey, don't I get a drop here? Like, look at my back heels on the, and the, the, the uh, rules officials like, but you're in the bush. I was like, no, nah, I'm on the road. I was like, check the rule book. I want a second reading. I told him I want another rules official and second rules official came over and they said, yeah, your, your foot's on the road. You're entitled to a drop. So I took my drop <laughs> part 17, part 18. And I won second, I think by one stroke and Tori and I went on and had a good nationals. And, you know, that gave me motivation to the year after where kind of Tori and I were in opposite where I, I remember in, in Lloyd Minster, I was asking Tori some questions on hole 14. And he's like, are you doing your winning speech? Because we're not done yet. Told me, so, yeah. <laughs> Cadmus, I remember. So um, what you're talking about 17. And in no way, shape or form, am I trying to toot my own horn? I was just trying to help you. When it started, you were asking about where to drop for an unplayable. And I was like, I was like, damn it. Like, I. I said to the official, I was like, I can't give him advice, right? And he goes, no. And I was like, can I ask him a question? Because I have his card. He goes, yeah. I said, Cadmus, are you taking an unplayable or are you taking a drop for the cart path? And then you're like, oh. Wow. We were there. We were there for 20 minutes. <laughs> I remember that, Tori. I'm glad you reminded me of that because I was, I was just trying to think, oh, my gosh, I'm in this little shrub, but that is correct. Uh, yeah, you were yeah, you were so, screwed. Good so, guy, Tori. Wow, I didn't think you do that, Tori. Super nice of you. That's that's, that's Tori. <laughs> we have to go back now to the 20, uh, 2010 and this you have to replay that last three holes now. Just Tori was too honest. <laughs> Maybe some advice going on there. That's a uh, water under the bridge. Twenty twenty two. We don't go back that far. <laughs> But 2011, Cadmus lapped the field. Oh. Really? Oh, what, yeah. What did you shoot? Do you know Cadmus? I think we both won by like seven or eight or something like that. I can't remember. Well, but. Tori beat us by quite a bit in Kenosi. I, I remember that. Like, I remember by hole 12, I was focusing on second. And uh, Lloyd Minster course sets up so good for my game. And my my game was pretty solid that, that, that four rounds. And yeah, I think I was like minus nine or something like that. I was almost in double digits. Wow. And uh, Tori was it was behind me, I think about minus two or three. I, I was I was pretty hot in Lloyd Minister and Tori was pretty spot on in Kenosi. I love it. Perfect. Sometimes. Uh Cadmus, Tori mentioned off the record, you went on a tear from you know that 2010 to 2012. Walk us through, you know, where you found that you know success and maybe where it started. I, I read this book called The Golfer's Mind. I always knew my one enemy out on the course was between my ears. And um, 
Yeah, I, I, I'll have to tell you a funny story about the mental side of things. I um, We are golfing the Willows. I don't know if you remember this, Tori. We are golfing the Willows. Um, and uh, I, I was... Uh, I was on route to winning. I thought I was going to win that year and I ended up not winning. Tyler won the Willows. Uh, but um, the front nine at the Willows, I shot even par in four days. The back nine was tougher, but I shot seven under in the back nine. And, you know, I found out it's because all the big homes in the back nine, like all the big, big luxury homes. Growing up on houses, I'd go and look at luxury homes. I look at just, you know, <laughs> reserve homes. So I would daydream between shots, you know, like so my mind wasn't going into the gutter in the back then. I would just literally watch homes all between shots. So then I was thinking, I got to read some mind books. Like it's between my ears. So I read this book called The Golfer's Mind. And uh, it's a psychology. It's a, it helps you with your mind. And I tell you, after I read that book, I changed my attitude out on the golf course. Like I, it'd be like a light switch. When I would get 10 feet from my ball, I'd turn on my light switch and I would just focus on the moment. As soon as I shot, I'd turn my light switch off and I would rest my mind till I got up there. You know, I would get cheeky with my components or my competitors. I would talk to them, you know, we'd get serious talk. So, so it really in my, those two years, I really invested in my mind. And then secondly, my body, I started doing more kettlebell. I would get more. Um, I noticed I would get fatigue between hole 10 and 14. I'd have two holes normally that I'd get fatigue. I'd focus so much on my physical aspect that I would watch my competitors. And when I see their fatigue come in, I would kick in an extra energy to try and make sure my fatigue would turn the other way. So I think ultimately I just got to know my strengths and weaknesses at that stage in my amateur golf. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Well, cause you, did you play some pro golf? Like I think you went on the Canadian tour a little bit, right? You, you did some stints there. Yeah. I, um, want to help. I, I, it did. I golfed in every um, Dakota dunes open um, minus after I stopped golfing really in 2013 for a while. I, I made the um, I made the cut the first year like I did the trials the try the tryout the Monday uh, um, trials and my uh, competitor um, forgot to sign my card and so I got DQ'd I made I made it and oh. I got DQ'd it was so heartbreaking it, like, no like, oh, way my gosh. oh my gosh I like just made my first ever Canadian tour but it and when we, we are done, my competitor forgot to sign my card and I was so excited. I didn't even like double look at it. And um, so anyways, they gave me an exemption that year, like uh, because okay. it was Sega that was the main sponsor. They were allowed a, a sponsor. So they, they put me in there and uh, I just about made the cut the first year. I was minus two and the cut was minus five and Dakota Dunes is such a nice track. Oh, yeah. And then I ended up playing it for, for four years straight. I went to Calgary for tryouts when they had that in this, this um, Canadian tour in Calgary. Right. I was one under after nine, but hole 12, I lost the ball and I hit a bad shot. I triple bogeyed it and I just couldn't recover after that. And so I ended up shooting like plus three. And I think um, the top was like minus four or something like that. So I, I, it was really nice. It built my confidence. July was always my money because the first week in July was the Canadian open at the dune. So it would set my tone for the month. 
The second week was the amateurs. The third week was the mid-amateurs. So I literally had three weeks of non-stop competition. And so, you know, that's why by the time I'd get to Tory, I was always so warmed up from the Canadian <laughs> tour to the amateurs. And then it was Tory and I on my third week in July. I waited for him to get worn out. That's the only <laughs> chance I had. But Cadmus, on a serious note, you're talking about your mental game. I think um, that's one of the things, aside from your stunning good looks, that I admire most about you. Like your your attitude on the golf course and and all and off the golf course. It's like, does this guy ever have a bad day? It's like you yeah. could make a double and you're still yucking it up with the boys. But you know, I all thanks for that, Tori. You know that that caramel colored skin. I know it does kind of get some people sometimes in the, in the good looks. The um, you know, at at the end of the day, it's it's your attitude that that um, what you can control. And you know, I had my moments. I'd be in the bush, just just you know, getting mad at every tree in my way there and calling them names. But you know, I would go do that when no one would hear me. So I was human. But at the end of the day, I. I got my energy in, in getting to know my golf buddies, um, helping them as, as Tori helped me in a time of, 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 of moment to, to help me get to a, a mid-amateur national. And, um, you know, today, I, that's what I miss. I miss that rush of coming down hole 17 with two to play and you're like one behind or one ahead. I miss that. But secondly, it's just getting to know your golf buddies, like just laughing and, you know, on the course, watching each other at your best and you're not so best. And then going to have a ginger ale after and kind of teasing each other about the odd thing that happened out there. Well, that's, that's the best part of it, man. Yeah. I, uh, well, I got to experience that. I was caddying for Drew this summer and it's such a tight knit group. I love, like I made buddies just by, I was carrying the bag and I was just yucking it up with the guys who were playing and, just seeing how their rounds were going too. And I made some good buddies this summer. So it's pretty cool. Um, nice. Speaking of buddies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of buddies, Greg Swenson, we're going to talk about your lot, the, the win at the lobstick. <laughs> Walk us through that. Oh, it was such a beautiful Saturday morning. <laughs> such a beauty. I, um, so Lloyd Goodwill, um, Lloyd Goodwill is a good friend of mine and, so I kind of considered Lloyd my caddy, but Lloyd, I wouldn't let him carry my bag because, you know, in the indigenous ideology, you don't, uh, you don't ask your elders or your ones older than you do something. So I, Lloyd would wear the caddy bib, but I'd carry my own bag. We'd probably look funny out there because he's walking beside me when I'm carrying my own bag. <laughs> but I needed Lloyd with me that day. But, you know, Greg missed a putt on the first hole to par and I was one up and I was like, oh, Okay. I was like, I kind of lucked out there, got a little momentum. And then uh, I ended up going three up after three. And like, uh, I was nervous and I'm like, Oh, this guy must be nervous too. And, um, I kept it steady. I kept it steady to about hole 13. I remember on hole 14, my second shot, I, I sculled it. It was an uphill hole and I sculled it over the green so I was over the green. I was on a downhill lie and I always practiced this real funky Phil Mickelson flop. It's like a ridiculous, impossible flop. And I told Lloyd, I'm going to flop this. I said, cause the pin was like literally right. Like it was all downhill. He's like, well, what do you got to lose? Yeah, he told there. me, what do you got to lose? I was like, mm, a hole. I said, let's try it. 
So I did this ridiculous flop and it worked out so perfect. And it was like so lucky. And I parred the hole and I was telling Lloyd, oh, I can't stop. I was like, I'm just, I just can't stop. Uh, he beat me the next hole. And then um, I beat him hole 15, that little par four. And then 16, that par three, uh, I was two up. And I told Lloyd, I'm just going to finish him. I told Lloyd on the tee box, I'm just going to finish him. And Lloyd said, about time, he told me. It gets kind of catty. <laughs> Lloyd was, he's always like my mental game. And Damn, I remember. Swinner, hitting, I hope you're not listening, buddy. <laughs> I, I hit my eight iron. And uh, I'll always forget, I'll never forget is I hit my eight iron. And as soon as I hit it, I was like, just look at it. I was like, oh my gosh, that's so close. I was telling myself. And you can't see the green on 16 at that Waskisku. Yeah. So we walk up there. I was about 10 feet past the hole. And uh, I just knew I needed a birdie to end it. And so um, I made my birdie putt. And I remember putting my my hands in the air. There's a picture. I still have it on my computer. I got and, it today. Um, I found it. And it's one of my favorite pictures because I was looking at Lloyd just smiling and I was like, oh my gosh, you just won the lobstick. I love awesome. that story. I'll for sure tell Greg on in this podcast. <laughs> so so not that I'm tooting my own hole, but uh, my own <laughs> horn, but that week I I won the open, I won the gross, and I won the match play Stay that week at the lobstick. Not a not a bad week. Stay high. <laughs> it was a, Diego. And so now that I'm gonna might as well put icing on my my own cake here. I got a hole in one on hole two oh, yeah. uh, dur- during a match play too. So I I was like on fire that week at Was Waskis. That is that is one of the <laughs> toughest greens in Saskatchewan too. How didn't you How didn't you lead off the hole in one? Like that was the last thing you said. Oh, and I had a hole in one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, huh? and, uh, I downhill. It, it it was so quiet. I downhill I, I think i hit my attack wedge it was like 121 yards landed five feet past the hole sucked it back hit the pin and went in it was so loud we could hear it from the like i just yeah, i put up my everything hand, at that course i put up my hands and uh everybody people were clapping and lloyd come over and he gave me a little body check to like get me out of my spot there and we we're laughing <laughs> Dude, that might be the most peaceful hole in, in the province. Like oh, when, so when you play it at like 530 in the morning, if you got an early tea time or something, it's just dead quiet. Oh, There's you can see the, the elk in the background and stuff. And just it's it's awesome. It's so quiet. God, I miss you can hear everything. <laughs> yeah. I miss that course. Jadmus, I want to bring up now some uh some guys that we've had on the show, a bunch of beauties, and also just some good golf guys have wrote questions in. Uh thanks to Tori, by the way. Um, first off though, a sponsor of the pod Molson, uh, Dave Stewart asks, walk us through your yoga routine and the long distance <laughs> phone bill at nationals. Oh, I can't believe this is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> so there's two questions. Yeah, I can't believe someone remembers the long distance phone bill. So, uh, <laughs> I'll start off with the yoga. I, um, I, I'm, I still do. I'm a, I'm very, um, I do yoga every day. I, I just, I just think it just centers you. You know, at first when I did it, I started about 2009 and I gained about 30 yards of my golf swing. 
Wow. And, um, you know, I, I hurt my ankle when I was a young teenager, just being a young teenager. And every summer I would step on it sideways, you know, usually looking for Tori's ball in the bush. You'd have us up on the hill somewhere. And, and so, <laughs> so I, I, I used to tweak my ankle every year on the golf course. So after yoga, my, my ankle almost never. So, you know, sometimes when I do rubies, You'd hear me at like 5.30 in the morning, like just like grunting really softly if you were in double queen bedroom and you'd see me doing yoga on my side of the room. So I uh, I still I love remember that in Ottawa when we roomed together. <laughs> He'd be up at like five in the morning. I'd look over and he's doing all this stuff. And it's like, I'm going back to bed, man. I always had a routine that I woke up. And so the phone bill, I, I'm feeling shy now that this has come up. So I'm... I'm this guy right off the res at the age of 16, eh? like 16 years old. And this is when they had collect calls and, and stuff like that. And I, I was in Windsor and I was so bored. And so like, I didn't know what to do. I was sitting in a hotel room. So I had this best buddy back home. Her name was Janine. Like she, her and I just loved talking on the phone back home. So I picked up the hotel phone in our room and I called it just to see what it would do and she answered and I was like oh there's a there I can call you and so we talked for like an hour just you know being teenagers and hung up I talked her but every day for an hour on the phone and <laughs> come to check it out in Windsor and the coach comes up to me or somebody come up to me and said you got a $360 phone bill in your room I'm like what it's like you mean I have to pay for that I was like <laughs> you know so as a humbling experience at the age of 16 when um, you're not used to uh, realizing long distance calls cost. So um, my parents bailed me out as they normally did and uh, <laughs> wired me some money and paid my phone bill. It was all good after that. Hey, hey Ripper, I guess that's the term is now best buddy. <laughs> best buddy. <laughs> uh. All right, another one in here is from Daryl Bits. He asks why you bought bright blue contact lenses for the 1999 Canadian Juniors. <laughs> Where are these truths coming from? Oh my gosh, I love it. So um, I, uh, you know, I always just, you know, adored Tori's eyes. You know, I just, you know, just, just those nice colored eyes. And uh, so I... <laughs> You're out of control I, right now. It, so, so I don't know if the question's coming up, but I wonder if any of them ever told you what color my hair was when we went to Windsor. I had the M and M look, so so I dyed oh, my hair blonde, <laughs> and uh, it was right around my graduation time too. So, so I I had my blonde hair, and when I was down there, I had a couple of friends back home in school that would color their eyes. They'd get little cat eye contacts and stuff like that, and. Um, I had a couple hundred dollars the last day we were there and I was like, oh, I should go check out the mall in Windsor. I, I didn't make the final day that, that tournament. So I, I went to the mall right before we were about to fly back and this went into this contact store and they were selling them. I was like, Oh, blue contacts, tried them on. And I tried hazel, tried to come, tried the blue ones. I was like, yeah, I'll buy the blue ones. And I put them on. I showed all the guys. I was like, look at my eyes. I got blue eyes. I was telling them. So yeah, I come home. <laughs> Lasted a week, and I think I gave just about every box out. I think I bought four boxes. <laughs> I gave them all out to my friends. So, kind of how we were back in '16. You just share things like that. I, today it was so gross. I would never share anything like that with people. <laughs> are, hey, are you still crushing green tea? 
You know what? I still have my green tea. I, I'm a soda, soda water guy now. I, I still have my green tea when, you know, but not as, not as um, consistent as I used to be. Dude, that was, you were religious when we were in it together. <laughs> the old Tim Hortons green Straight tea. Straight down, downstairs <laughs> to the Tim Hortons around the corner. <laughs> Cadmus, uh, Brad Phelps, good friend of the show. What a weapon that guy is. Uh, <laughs> how hard how hard it was to get him to do yoga with you <laughs> brad Hope you i a first got here. to meet brad and, and all of them when we went to the nationals but i my first big year with the mid and i tell you going with the amateur team it was cute like you know just some young men you know we would hang out in the dressing room kind of laugh around talk about things like we're talking about but you go with like the mid ab team and they're so mature. It's just like you're in the bull, the bull fence at the farm. Eh? They just, just know their stuff. They're welcoming in the Newfoundland team. They're sitting in there. They're all just talking old times. And so I was with Brad and I was showing him some yoga moves. And I tell you, we were, I thought we were going to have to call in the backo to get him out of that pose <laughs> there. It was uh, quite tough. <laughs> so I told Brad, just stick to whatever you're doing. If you can touch your toes, you're, you're, you're doing a lot. So, yeah. <laughs> this is unbelievable. I love it. These stories are awesome. All right. Phil Gross asks, is it true that you played with only one club at Nationals because you hurt your back? There's a weapon, by the way. Hi, Phil. There's a weapon. I, I don't know if it was one club, but I, I hurt my I hurt my back at the juniors. I, I don't know what I was doing. It wasn't the batting cage. I'll tell you that because coach, if he's listening, I didn't hurt my back. In the cage. I, blame it on, I blame it on your best your best buddy. <laughs> uh, so so I I um I had to pull out the old trusty seven iron just just because I had to hit some fairways and just wasn't feeling it and no matter what I was doing my back was hurting so I I do recall me going to the seven iron more than anything especially off the tee but that was just to make wow. sure I got to the hole with uh without losing too much golf balls all right wow. Gamis I want to get into obviously what you're up to today and you know you mentioned earlier you played golf yesterday but you know, your new career, obviously, is in 2016, you're the chief of Cowess's First Nation, doing great things. Um, walk us through, you know, your new journey and, you know, how you're liking it so far and just, yeah. You know, being an elected official is, is um, you got a lot of bosses. You got a lot of people telling you what to do. Um, you got to take a position. That's the biggest challenge about being a, an elected official is you got to eventually take a position. Uh, when I got elected in my first term, so I'm serving my second term. When I got elected in my first term, first off, I, I was I had no political background and I ran for like the top position, the chief, because, you know, in First Nations politics, there's counselors and there's a chief. And so I told people, I'm going to run for chief, you know, and I got my undergrad degree in business and I wanted to be a really good chief. I kind of knew I was going to be an elected chief by then. And I was like, I should get my master's just to make sure I'll be a really good chief. So because I grew up First Nation and I went to First Nations University of Canada, I really knew the Indigenous ideology perspective and, you know, the challenges, the opportunities. So I got my master's at a, um, at a school called the Johnson Chiama School of Public Policy. And uh, it was very non-Indigenous. And um, it allowed me to see both sides of the coin, understand how um, you know, parliament works, um, how uh, our legislation 
where our legislative office works and so forth. And when I got elected in my first term, I got elected with 86% of the electoral vote. So like I, I just, I, I beat the other four um, combined. And uh, being a chief, a big <laughs> being a chief, you got to make some tough decisions. And you know, this is what I this is what I define being a leader. You're given two suitcases the day you're elected. Your first suitcase is all the optimism that's why you ran. You know, the people believed in you. You got so many ideas. Then you're given a second suitcase, and it's all the things the prior elected officials never ever finished. And some of them are pretty, like they're they're very uncomfortable they're they're not popular things and you could do one of two things you can put that second suitcase under your desk and just ignore it and just focus i decided with my council let's open up that second suitcase and we dealt with some pretty outdated stuff to like just make sure that it was addressed correctly my second election i got elected with 75 percent of the electoral vote and some of my good friends they you know, we weren't really friends after. And I don't take things personally. I know when you're a chief, you're going to piss people off all the time. And so, but I always made sure I, I did things in, in the most professionalism. And, you know, my second term here, some of the people in my first term who just, I knew didn't like me, they really like me now. And some of the people that like me in my first term don't like me. So I lead with heart and it really bothers me when someone doesn't like me. Like I just like, and, and I just know, that's politics. So yeah. I, I love it. You know, my last comment to this golf taught me so much to be in this position, you know, the integrity, you know, if you're, if you find your ball in the bush, you know, no one will ever know if you moved it, but you all know, you know, if you want to be true to yourself then play the ball really as it lies. And, and that's how I look at leadership just because people ain't watching me. I still have to have my highest integrity in everything I do. And secondly, always make sure you you help others watch where their ball goes and um if you can help them out take five minutes and help them out so golf has taught me so much into where i am today and i love it i don't think i can do it forever i i would become miserable after a while this being an elected official in 2022 it's just non-stop for uh pressure but i really enjoy where i am right now Bad, Mr. i don't want i don't want to get you in trouble in case they're in case they listen but whoever doesn't like you they're out of their mind because they'd be the first person that I've ever met that didn't like you. Yeah, agreed. I have two points. Number one, every time I look for someone else's golf ball, I find it. When they look for my ball, they never find it. So I don't know. Yeah, I remember that. In Nipwin, I find everyone's ball. Where's mine? I make eight. Okay. So number two, Kavis, I have to because I'm I'm uneducated on this. Is it kind of like a um, like presidents? You can you can run twice, or can you run three times, or four times, or can you go forever? Like I'm just. Yeah, no worries, please. I love these kind of questions. So, so every First Nation has uh, their own election act. And so in the Cows' election act, as long as it's popular vote, I can run as many times as I want. Okay, cool. They're going to be chief forever. <laughs> so, Cadmus, what made you get into politics? Then? Like, was it a family member or were you just wanted to do it? I always remember, and I was a member at the Royal Regina when this happened. I, I told my wife in 2012, it was 2012, 2013. I told her, okay, I hit my peak. I was like, I can stay an amateur golfer and make, you know, um, gift certificates. And, um, or I can try to become a professional. I was like, I just, I was at a stage in my golf career 
2013 where I knew I, I, I had it. I, I like, I had the game, but I also, it's either I do it or I don't kind of thing. Like, like yeah. it's either, you know, get on the boat or, or, or go, sh- go sail somewhere else. And so my wife and I had a long talk. I, I was quite a couple thousand dollars in debt, um, just maintaining my amateur status. I, uh, my wife and I were um, just finishing our undergrad degrees. Uh, scholarships were barely getting us by. And um, told my wife, I was like, I either um, stop golfing and just work on my education and become a leader, or I move to Arizona and try and pursue my cards at, at becoming a professionalized. And, and my wife agreed. And so we had a long talk about it. I, I took a trip down to Arizona, not not to pursue my card, but just to go feel it out. And went down there for a week, stayed at my buddies at Mesa and realized there was a thousand other cadmuses down there trying to pursue their card. And I came back home and told my wife, yeah, I think I'll just go back to school. And uh, I was like, I just, the risk was too high. Like, like for how much death I was occurring and, um, you know, my, my parents did everything they could to help, but you know, my parents, you know, they, they weren't really well off themselves either. They, they did everything they could to try and help. And so I, at that point, I told my wife, I want to help my people. I want to help my first nation. And at that point I started to grow my portfolio to become the chief. And that was back in 2012. And I wanted to be a great chief. So it took me four years to, to really know when my time was. And in 2016, I was elected chief. Awesome. Wow. I love it. <clears throat> okay, Camus, we're going to go to our segment called Questions from the Gallery, sponsored by Rubberco. Rubberco was founded in 2021 and is made out of 100% recycled tires. They have lots to offer, such as rubber parking blocks, rubber ramps, rubber flooring, or, or for hockey rinks, gyms, and or hockey training tools even our new rebounder deflector device. You can check them out today at www.rubberco.com or call today 306-541-9840. Think with your head and choose the right rubber. Right here, rubber. Dang, that was well said. Camus, if you ever need rubber for anything out there, it's me. I, I know where to go now. Nice. He, just, he just said he has three little ones he's going to need some. <laughs> What's rubber? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ask your best buddy. <laughs> hey, hey, Drew, I love how we're going to questions from the gallery, and you you asked three questions already from the gallery. No, 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 no. Those were right into the mix. I love those ones. Oh, okay. Those okay. threw everyone off guard. I loved it. That was the rumor mill. Yeah, rumor mill. We have to get uh, the <laughs> truth or, truth or uh, non-truth. Oh. Hey, rumor mill rip has a nice ring to it. <laughs> that's, that's that's funny you bring that up. I am called the rumor mill on my team. I, Boom. Mill. Yep. Okay, you guys uh, ask a question here by all means. Turn it Tori. All right. Kat, Katty, uh, what's, your, um, what's your favorite course in the province? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I, I, this, I've been asked this question a few times. Elkridge. Overrated. Fa- I'm kidding. Kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, Ryan. <laughs> my favorite course where I would drive out of my way to go and play it is Cook Municipal oh, yeah. in Prince Albert. Man, t- and the, the weirdest reason, feeling you were going to say that too. And the and the reason being is, like you know, you're on hole one and you're like, okay, whoever planted that tree there 90 <laughs> years ago on the left side, like you were so strategic. Like, why would you put a tree there? Like, 
and it just perfectly always when I hit my little draw there, um, there you know, the, it, it sets up well. I, I like the layout, has a good driving range, has a nice practice uh, green. Um, you know, and I always say growing up on Last Oak is always going to be my bias, is my favorite course. But to, to drive somewhere, to go play a course, I would drive all the way to PA to go play Cook. Cadmus, the real around. reason is that's where we first met. It holds a special place in your heart. That's true. Yeah. You, me, and Cobes. Yep. I'm not going to lie. When you said that, I'm like, uh oh. He's coming back this year to play the men's mid-am. You know what? I have it in my calendar. I, I do. Rumor mill. Billy Madison. Tom, now Tom you're Brady. already big, big trouble. Yeah. I ain't coming. I, I said I might come. I'm not coming anymore. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out now. I'm just in a caddy for Cadmus. Perfect. I'm in. I'm just in a caddy and we'll live pod the whole time. We're done. I'm retiring for golf today. That's it. Wow. It's on his calendar. That scares the hell out of me. heard it here first folks cadmus lowest score tournament and non-tournament yeah i I have the course record in white there i i um it was the um, club championship in 2000 and i was still a i was still a card dealer at the time at the bear clock 2003 i shot seven under par in 18 holes in white bear and i i just i i'll never forget the round i can still play most of it in my head when i go through it so you know i i would say that was probably one of my my magic moments um the year at the canadian tour event at the dunes when i shot when i was under par um i was very proud of my play because i was so nervous and those pros i was golfing against they were 20 30 yards past me average on the tee but I'd always come back with my three and four iron and be by the pin with them. And like, I was so impressed with myself and how I was maintaining. And, and then lastly, I always remember when Tori and I went to Royal Ottawa in, um, in, in our, in our national event. And um, I come in eighth that year. I don't know if anybody in team Saskatchewan ever, ever went as low as eighth. I, I haven't kept up in the last five, six years. But I come in eighth, and I always give credit to my last round. I I went birdie, birdie, birdie the last three holes to go from like fourteenth to eighth, and wow. um, so I always it's 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 yeah. I, I think just to share those three rounds, those ones stick in my my mind as I still remember how play goes. And then of course Waskasu when I when I beat Mister Swanson and uh, when the Waskasu, I can play every shot in that round still today in my mind. Greg is taking a beat in this spot. Yeah. <laughs> He's just punching the air. Bend over right and now. bite the pillow. <laughs> Greg, I'm coming to PA this summer. Yeah. yeah. Going to bend him over on his own home course. It's aggressive. Rubber co. Rubber co. <laughs> Say as many times you can as pod. I love it. Oh, my right. goodness. All right, Cadmus, you mentioned your hole in one in uh, Waskasu. Yep. How much do you have any other hole in ones? I got three hole in ones. Two of them were just on fun rounds, and then one of them was in the, at the Waska. So, so two of them were at Last Oak. Uh, one was on hole 16, one was on hole five, and um, then at Waska on hole number two. Love all right. Here, here's one. This is the greatest nickname of all time Cadmus. Who, who caddied for you at Kenosi in 2010? It starts with a D. Yeah. 
Tori, you're testing my mind here. <laughs> Duck soup. Duck soup. That's correct. Duck soup. <laughs> Catting for me. Oh my gosh. I feel so bad. Duck soup. You know what? And I paid him. I paid him $0 for it. I feel like I'm discrediting the man for <laughs> So yeah, duck soup caddying for me in, uh, at, at, uh, in Kenosi. So, so here's, a, here's, a, here's a duck soup answer too. So duck soup got hurt one time. He was at the general hospital way before COVID. So I'm standing at the front desk and they're like, who are you here to see? And I'm like, I don't know his real name. I just know him as Duck Soup. So I sat in the lobby for like 10 minutes picking up his real name. <laughs> Finally, I got it. So I got up to his room. I was like, I didn't even know your real name, Stas, sitting downstairs. Uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> that is classic. Cadmus, uh, ultimate foursome. Oh. Oh. Well, Tori for sure. Tyler, oh, I gotta have goodness. Tyler there. Tyler is always so confident and so calm out there. Tyler Wright or Tyler Frank? Shit out of him again. <laughs> oh, Tyler Frank. Sorry, Tyler Frank. Yeah, Tori, Tyler. Oh, you're making my fourth one so tough. You should have just here. said the ugly one. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. I'll see T Frank. I'll see T Frank tomorrow. <laughs> I, I can't name a fourth because I know there's other people listening. Let's just say if you're listening right now and you feel you're part of Force Cadmus, that that's the fourth one right there. We'll say duck soup. <laughs> <laughs> or your best buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what what's what's his name's name? He he's a curler. His wife and him are curlers. Always he's always such Cobes. a great Cobes. Cobes. Colin. I, I got a quick Colin story. I gotta tell it while I'm Absolutely. Let's go. So I, I I, I'm gonna say it in my terms. I chopped up Cobes at the at the match played lobstick. Like, oh. like like I don't know if anybody's ever done that, but I I beat him like with like after twelve holes, and um, that's he, disrespectful. I, and and you know what? I think the world of him. Like if there's someone out there that's my mentor, it's him. And uh, so I shook his hand, and, and that was it. Eh? And, and, and even Lloyd, when we were kind of debriefing that, Lloyd's like, "You jocked him up." He was telling me, and I was like, "I kind of did, didn't I?" But anyways, the next morning we're in the clubhouse, and I'm sitting there eating breakfast, and Cobes come up to me, and he tapped me on the shoulder, and I was like, "Hey, good morning." Good morning, you little shit. He told me, and we both started laughing. <laughs> I was like, I'm glad uh, you told me that. I feel bad. So, yeah, I, I would have to say Colbs would be my fourth just because I told that story. The man. The legend. Yeah, I got, I got one. I guess this is my last one. Um, being chief and, and like, uh, uh, well, I Googled you to try to find some, what teams you made and this and that. And, boy, dude, you're on the news nonstop. But. Anyways, being chief, like who's the uh, the biggest name that you've met so far? Because <laughs> I'm I'm sure you've met some big dogs. Um, well, you know, I Premier Mo, Prime Minister Trudeau, Anderson Cooper, just them. Uh, um, oh, I've met so many people. Um, you know, celebrity wise, you know, it's more the politics of things and the interviews. But, you know, there's some um, First Nation people. I don't know if any of you would really know, but, like, I'm a big fan of a guy named Phil Fontaine. He was once an AFN chief, and he was the chief that came out in the 90s to start talking about residential schools when it was never talked about. And after I went on the national news to talk about Maryville, 
my phone rang the next day and it was like my my moment he's like chief delorme this is phil fontaine and as soon as he said that i was like oh my gosh phil fontaine is just calling me in and so you know just, and i was just in a moment of awe he's like you keep speaking you're speaking for me chief i was like thanks phil i will and so yeah i i you know i met some some very respectable people in the last couple of years um there's a picture of Justin Trudeau and I on Facebook and we're like really close face to face and my arms behind him. And, um, you know, he, he was such a personal guy when I met him and, you know, Scott, Mo and I, we we're usually in the same conferences and, and speaking engagements lately. So we become pretty good friends over the time. And I think it just, cause I'm very political. I think my circle of, of people I've met lately has been very political as well. Right on. Travis, I have uh, two more here. I don't know if you have any more, Turner. Uh, favorite beverage after a round of golf? I know the Ooh. answer. Well, it goes in in, in years. Like, I I used to be a, a chronic diet coke drinker. Like, I don't drink alcohol. I drank alcohol in high school a bit, and I was done after that. I'd rather be the DD and um, stuff like, like that. Money and, for the and, boy. and I was uh, <laughs> I was funny sober. I couldn't figure out why I had to drink, so I, after a while, I stopped. <laughs> and... Um, so I, I used to be a chronic Diet Coke drinker, but I stopped drinking Diet Coke. And so in my prime time, I was I'd, after a round or a hot day, I would just crave a Diet Coke. Then I went to ginger ale. Oh. I, 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 I'd always have a nice one, you know, after a shower in the, in the, in the, in the, in the pro shop clubhouse, I'd go have a ginger ale. But now today it's bubbly. Uh, yeah. You will find a bubbly in my Bubble. beside me. Just about all day long, I can sip this soda water all day long. Maybe, maybe, maybe say that one more time. Maybe we didn't add. We did a sponsor from uh, Michael Buble and the Bubbler Company. Buble and I, all day long. <laughs> I, he told he told me when we first met or something. Me and Coves were gonna go for a beer, and I think Coves asked him. He's like, "You want to go for a beer? This is at Cook." And he goes, "I don't drink beer, but I'll I'll drink ale, ginger ale." <laughs> <laughs> Good one. My my jokes are pretty dry at one time, yeah. Canadian oh, dry man. Uh Chadmus. <laughs> <have one>. <laughs> nice. Nice. Nice shot there, Drew. That was good. Oh yeah. I will I wanted it too. <laughs> okay, there is the, the rubber crow questions from the gallery. I have one more question for you. We usually we end the podcast with this one. Uh a piece of advice for a young listener today, whether it's to be a pro golfer, you know, a chief, uh prime minister, a doctor you name it uh just some advice for a young listener that's listening right now um you know on what it takes to you know be successful mm. number one you, you got to chase yourself in 10 years like like that is a given like like put put yourself where you want to be in 10 years if it's a pro golfer if it's an elected official if it's you know a sport you want to chase yourself in 10 years and do it one day at a time and you know, understand some days it's going to be two steps forward and one day it's going to be one step back. But don't, don't let that one step back, you know, push you away. Secondly, you got one enemy in this world and it's between your ears and, and your own thoughts. You know, your, your friends around you, you must have a circle around you of people who want you to get to where your 10 years is. If, if those people in your circle don't, you know, don't see you in that 10 years then change your circle like you need to put people around you that are going to nudge you to, to get to that 10 years and lastly it's just a game i wish someone would have told me this when i first started golf i took it too seriously 
I would take it home with me. I would get upset. I would get frustrated. But after I matured, I realized it's just a game when it comes to golf. Just go out there, have fun, do your best, you know, leave it on the course when you're done. Just just turn it off and turn it on like a light switch. But that that's the advice I would provide. What an answer. Yeah. What a man. That, I, love I, I wish I was half as cool as you right now. <laughs> what a machine um, this guy is. Cabis, don't leave after this. We're gonna we're gonna wrap this up right now. But there it is, Chief Cabis Delorme of Cowboys First Nation. Man, I had so much fun today. I haven't seen you in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I want to see you in PA, but just, just don't shit kick me too bad for playing golf. <laughs> you um, you won't. He'll he'll be in the last group, and you'll be first out. <laughs> don't worry about it. He'll be. He'll be... I, I hit cavity backs now, so that should kind of tell a little bit about where my game's at today. Yeah, but you're you you're the way you putt though and your putting thing, like my back is aching right now just talking about this. So um the way the way you prepare for things is incredible. You're you're doing great things right now. Uh we appreciate you coming on today. Tori, thanks for setting this up. Um yeah, we had a lot of fun today. Thank you for the opportunity. Love the Cadmus. Last Mountain Distillery is a proud sponsor of the Hosel Podcast. Located and distilled in Lumsden, Saskatchewan, Last Mountain Distillery is a family-owned and operated located in Lumsden, Saskatchewan. The heart of grain country. Our success lies in our commitment in producing high-quality, handcrafted spirits. Our signature products include Saskatchewan's best-selling naturally-infused Dill Pickle Vodka, our naturally-infused organic cherry whiskey, apple pie moonshine, and more. Our craft distilling process brings out the full flavor of grain and leaves a smooth finish unlike any other. Be sure to check them out at any retailer around the province. Nothing better than supporting local and enjoying a taste for all. Alrighty, fellas. Episode 110 of Off the Hosel. Chief Cadmus Delorme. Wagon. Unreal. Move over Craig Berube. There's a new chief in town. <laughs> first off, my my uh first few points. Unreal. Um, great speaker, good at what he does. Also an unbelievable golfer when he was playing a lot. Rumor mill has it, he's playing in PA. It's on his calendar. So Swenner's gonna sweat the bed tonight. <laughs> Greg is coming after both of you guys. And maybe even even uh, chief now. No, it was good though. It was uh, a lot of fun. He had fun with it. I think he wants to, you know, even take himself for a round of golf. Where's it at again? A long Lost Oak. Yeah. Last Oak. Last Oak. Lost Oak. Cows is First Nation. Yeah, out there. It's in, so, it's in out, the valley, boys. In the valley. You say, what do you say? No more cell uh, cell service after hole two. Yeah. Yeah. So no tunes in the course. No. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Unless you download the tunes. Yeah. Yeah. Who's got room for that, though? No, not me. Not with the storage. Uh, okay, yeah, your guys' thoughts on uh, on the interview? So well-spoken. Just he, <laughs> he was so good, man. He, I knew it was going to be good, but it, he exceeded my expectations. Um, I'm proud of him. I think everyone is. Everyone loves him. He's he's the man. Yep. Yeah, he's funny. I love the jobs he'd take at guys and <laughs> – <laughs> so funny. He hasn't done one-liners. Oh, yeah. Hey, how about how about my tires are fully inflated because he was pumping them the whole time. He made it sound like I was good. He made it sound I like was. you were like pro tour 
pro player for like 10 yeah. years. I said, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I got lucky once in my life. Uh, what was the one thing you said? You brought up, uh, I don't drink beer. I just drink ale. <laughs> yeah. And then he laughed, and then he's like, yeah. um, ginger, ginger ale. Ginger ale. dry, and I was like, yeah, Canada. Kind of yeah. We had one-liners on the ball in that interview. Um, oh. Anything else, boys? Well, oh, we didn't do uh, do where's your car. Uh, Turner, where was your car this past weekend? Yeah, rip. Where was it? <laughs> <laughs> still, still ain't found it. Yeah, I still haven't found it. Um, where was it? Fuck. Hotel. Hotel. <laughs> the motel. Uh, hotel. Is, I think motel. it's the Holiday Inn. A Holiday Inn Hotel. Not oh, great. Now Pitbull's going to cancel us for yeah. using his song. Can't use that anymore. Uh, Tori, uh, what grinds your gears? What's up? What's up? Uh, up going to airports with COVID lines. Yeah. That grinds my gears. What grinds y'all's gears? Oh, I had a good one this morning and I didn't write it down. I'm the worst of that. I have the best notes in my brain and I just forget. Right. You know what? Every time I'll go with it. No. I was when I'm in a line you. and Drew's telling me to hurry up and I can't go anywhere, yeah. that grinds my gears. <laughs> you just get the helicopter. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. Pull yeah, you always got, Drew always phones me just to complain about something, but then he never remembers it. Yeah. Drew's got the worst road rage. It's so funny. Oh, yeah. Well, people drive terrible. Don't get road rage driving near Nissan Regina. <laughs> Are. Yeah. There, there is a. Do you guys hear that? Let's see right now. Are we getting that? Yeah, you guys catch. Yeah, right. Eight seven nine nine. Uh, yeah, I don't really have one. I, I had one today. Forgot about it. I don't know. I'm over forgetting stuff. Yeah, forgetting stuff grinds my ears. There we go. Um. Okay. I think that's it. Nope. That was legendary. Uh, so 110. I don't know how many guys will listen to this on Monday, but uh, Monday evening, I plan on being at Montana's in Saskatoon on 8th Street. T. Frank is supposed to be there. Dave Stewart the is supposed to be there. What's? Oh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. but no. Um, Only horn I got. So plan on being there if anyone wants to show up. If not, I'll be super offended and my feelings will be hurt and I'll cry. Yeah, it's because you're American. I'll probably cry. I'll probably cry anyways, but whatever. Okay, but, there it is. Meet Tori nope. at Montana's. Didn't meet say an address. You just said Montana's in yeah. Saskatoon. Like there's one. I said 8th Street. Oh, 8th Street. 8th Street. 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 Yeah, meet and greet Donkey. with Tori. Meet and greet with Tori, yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no doubt. But I'll give you his extra. But no, on, on a serious note, um, uh, keep my dad in your thoughts and prayers because I'm I'm worried about him. Absolutely, but we'll do. We will battle. We'll be all right. And it was a. I'm I'm still fired up about Cadmus. Yeah, he was wicked. Yep. Well said, uh, Turner. I won't. I'll talk to you throughout the week. But best of luck in your three yeah. three series. Hope you I may not two. be here next week. Maybe Hopefully you just win and then you're on the bus, the boys yeah, on the pod. Hey, some, some, hey someone at the casino in Calgary broke his legs because he owed the money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't be allowed back in that city if we fucking <laughs> if we win. I won't be allowed back in that city. 
All right. Go out to the tube this weekend. We start our playoff series this weekend as well. Tori, our thoughts and prayers with you, buddy, as always. As you mentioned, Appreciate it, boys. start of the podcast. This is dedicated to your to your mom, man. Um, yeah. Everyone else, thanks for listening. Boom. Nissan Regina, Robert Crow, Taylor Made, Cutter Buck, and all the best. Molson. Peace. See ya. Did you say Molson?